Wait, before you listen to this episode, I just had to tell you about our new free mini wealth building training. In this training, we're covering the first steps to building wealth, how to find your personalized wealth path, how to find and analyze deals, and then some. So don't miss out on this free training. I mean, what do you have to lose? It's free. Sign up at www.abundantculture.co slash newsletter. Don't let delay get in the way of your abundant year. Now, back to the episode. Welcome back to Abundant Culture Podcast. Where we dissect the mindsets and tactics of the true beast of business. People like Gary V, Grant Cardone, and Warren Buffett. All to create a blueprint to experience life more abundantly. Hey everybody, it's Joe here. Welcome back to the Abundant Culture Podcast. We're so glad to have you back again this week. Today, the person that we're interviewing is an absolute expert in building thought leadership platforms. Thought leadership platforms can be a meetup, it can be a book, it can be your social media, or better yet, it can even be your own podcast. The person that we're getting ready to speak to is going to tell us why almost every business owner needs a podcast or meetup, and he's going to tell us how to start a thought leadership platform, how to grow it, how to expand it, how to get reviews from people for very, very cheap, almost free, and so much more. So get ready to listen to and learn from our good friend, Adam Adams. Hi, Adam, and thank you again for coming on to the Abundant Culture Podcast. We are really, really excited to have you today because you've provided us with so much knowledge and value already, so we know you're going to provide all of that and more for our audience. Uh, But before we get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast, we have to ask you, what is your backstory? Like, how'd you even get into business? I got into business because... I read a book called Rich Dad Poor Dad. Strange enough, right? Yeah. I my dad, he my stepdad, I grew up and he in 1996 he bought the game called Cash Flow. He had been following Robert and and he bought it right when it came out in 1996. And then 1997 the book Rich Dad Poor Dad came out. So right. my dad bought that and he and I was only in high school or junior high and he kept trying to get me to read that book. And I was, I, it wasn't my thing. So in 2005, I was in college at the time. I took two years off of between, um, between high school and college to do a a mission for a couple of years for the church that I was part of. And, and, uh, so I was, I was a little bit behind. So in 2005, I was still in, in university and, uh, my dad bought me stepdad technically my stepdad bought me this um piece of land and then he made me pay a hundred bucks for it that's for another story it was a tax situation apparently his cpa wouldn't let him give it to me uh he would have wanted to i'm sure but anyway he gave it to me and then he made me buy it and then um when i sold it in 2007 i made a whole ton of money and i said all right i'm gonna read this book that my dad always wants me to read so i'm dyslexic that's why i was putting it off so long but because i made more money on that one transaction that i did didn't do any. It was just a piece of land. I wasn't like building anything. I made more on that than I had made any year of my whole life. And I was already in college. And I thought to myself, well, I guess I'll read this book. So I started <laughs> reading the book and I learned two things from the book. Robert Kiyosaki made all of his money with a 
entrepreneurship, starting businesses. He talks about the four quadrants, etc. And he placed all his money in multifamily. Most people think that Robert Kiyosaki teaches you how to do single family or something like this. Absolutely not true. Uh, he he never even did a single family. He oh, did multi. So it was then in 2007. That's the part of my backstory that I was like, I'm going to do just uh, entrepreneurship. I'm going to stop working at restaurants. I'm going to not become a teacher and, because I was going to school to become a teacher. So I got my education degree. Um, I was like, I'm not going to be a teacher. I'm just going to do what Robert teaches. So I started a handyman company and I kept reading that book and it told me that I needed employees and I needed to get out of the business. And I'm like, I'm going to do my best. So I got 13 employees and uh, I started making like 20 grand a month. And I was still in high in, in college at the time. And I was netting after all expenses, 20,000. And I just remember thinking like when I, if I was going to become a teacher, this is what I make in a year. <laughs> So yes. was like every every month I was making my annual salary. So anyway, I uh, that was 2007, by the way. So there's there's ups and downs because 2008, 9, and 10, and 11 did happen to me also. Um, but that's how I got started. That is absolutely awesome. It is. That's the first time I actually like heard like the the full start story. Like that's awesome. Like I'm jealous that I didn't have my parents get me landed <laughs> teach me real estate because that is just amazing yeah so one of the things that i was really curious about is when kind of like you said 2008 9 and 10 11 happened uh just like it happened to a lot of people how did you navigate that as an entrepreneur like what pivots did you have to make or did you have to make any pivots I made lots of pivots and they weren't all good. I'll try to sum them up though for your listener. Um, pivot number one, which was bad. I owned uh, a multifamily in, that I purchased in 2008. And this was after my company in 2007 was around for about a year and I was just doing great. And so I purchased this property because I'm trying to do everything Robert says. And the first thing it, I purchased it and there's already tenants. So here's what I'm thinking. Great. I don't have to do anything. I've already got the tenants there. It's already cash flowing. Perfect. So I didn't go seek an attorney. I didn't go hire a property management company. Those are two big mistakes that I made. I, I said to myself, I don't have to spend this money right now because it's in a it's in a great spot and I'll just cross that bridge when I come there. And I would suggest to the listener when they buy their first rental property or their first multifamily that they make sure that they have a property management company. I said to myself as as this as time went on and my tenants stopped paying and they were unable to pay and they were losing their jobs and not having as much income, I said to myself, I don't care who I get if, if they can breathe, they have a heartbeat, and they tell me that they can pay me, that's perfect. I don't want to spend 35 extra dollars on some background check. And so I just let whoever come in who said that they were going to be fine. And uh, I had a couple people that couldn't pay. One person that ended up uh, going to Vegas and getting shot and still owes me to this day like $7,000. Wow. And uh, long story, this other guy uh, that was a roommate, a housemate, he, he had his own room, but in my three-bedroom um, apartment, uh, 
he disappeared and, and he wasn't paying his rent and I wanted to give him as much uh, privacy as possible. So I was just like going and going and going until I was in a place where I was hurting. I was like, man, I haven't been making 20 grand a month lately. Nobody's been paying me rent lately. Probably because I didn't have an attorney and a, and a good contract and, and uh, a property management company that knew how to evict, when to evict, and, and just made all these mis- mistakes because I felt like I was in a position where I needed, I just needed some money, right? I needed yeah. somebody to come in and uh, spending extra money on all those other things didn't make sense. But that's the exact opposite. I did the exact opposite of what I should have done. Anyway, this 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 guy, he um, disappears. Don't know where he is. I'm like, what is going on? Where is he? Um, he's late on his rent. He's not answering his phone. And um, so I get nervous because his door was locked. What I never checked his door for weeks. And then all of a sudden, I just was like, let me just see if he's dead inside my house and I have to figure something out. So I went to try to unlock, open the door, but it was it was locked and I was just like pacing back and forth down the hall. What should I do? It would be really bad of me to go to go yeah. in, <laughs> but he's not paying rent. This is really hard on me. What if he's dead? Like he should have told me. So I break in to the room. Uh, when I say I break in, I, I had to get a pin to push that little lock thing from the <laughs> other side. I broke in with a little pin and um, and I see drugs on the floor and it freaks me out. He's not in there. He's not dead, luckily. But I found out later that he was in jail at the time for a few weeks and uh, I made one huge mistake. This guy came by and said that he was that kid's uh, uncle and that the the guy who was in jail my my housemate the guy who was in jail needed um needed some of his stuff so the first time i was like no i just gotta say no the second time he's like dude he needs me to get this and he can't call you and tell you that because he's in jail and i'm like fine so i let this guy in the second time and he goes in i don't know what he gets of the of the guys of my housemates but the housemate was furious with me when he got out of jail because whatever that guy stole it was expensive (laughs) and um and i totally messed up but i was it's i was like i'm that type of person that in general just wants to believe everything that you say and i believe that you're gonna pay me i believe that you're good i believe that you're really the uncle i believe that you have a job uh, and uh, so if I would have just got a property management company, I think I would have solved everything. If I would have just made sure that I had an attorney on my side, that I was paying 300 bucks one time, which seemed like a ton of money, $300. Like, are you serious? That's, that's what I make off this whole property every month, 300 bucks. I, that, that would be breaking even just to get a contract. So I didn't do it. And because of that, I lost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So I ended up uh, 2011, just fast forward in Utah, where I owned this property in 2011, the um, the market started, it was at its worst in Utah. 2009 to 11 was horrible. Um, so I actually had to sign over the property back to the lender, which um, I started a podcast called Creative Real Estate because I used to do a lot of creative things. Um, and in this case, I had an owner-financed property. Mm-hmm. And so I had to call the lender and um, and 
it's just it was it was embarrassing. I'm still embarrassed to to have to mention that this person. A lot of people in the real estate space look up to Adam Adams. Uh, they 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 think that I can't make mistakes, and and it's hard to admit that. Oh no, I I've made lots of mistakes, and some of them have cost quite a bit of money. Yeah, I, I think that's the case with pretty much anybody who is an entrepreneur, business owner, investor, whatever it may be. I feel like, you know, that precursor to success a lot of times is really, really huge mistakes. And sometimes it's funny because you would think that like the mistakes you're going to make are the mistakes that like literally um, everybody will make, which I think there's some truth to that. But sometimes it's like the mistakes that are like small, that's like, like you feel silly talking about it, you know, as your future self. And I totally have mistakes like that. And I haven't been in business for as long as you have. So uh, I, I understand where you come from because I am cleaning up some of those mistakes currently. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. Yeah. So tell me the journey of how you know, starting this company, investing in real estate, how does all of that lead to, I think, one of your superpowers, which is thought leadership through meetups and podcasts? Like, how did you go from point A, um, you know, having drug dealers stay in the house with you? <laughs> To uh, point B, to being on podcasts, uh, talking about having drug dealers uh, stay in the house with you. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure where to take the the question um, because there's so many different origin stories. There's so many different pieces, right? Yeah. And Rome wasn't built overnight, and neither was I. I learned small parts when I was small. And others, as, as I've as I've gotten older and tried more things, yeah. uh, but I, I would say that part of part of my success in the thought leadership space stems from who I've always been since I was a kid. I was always sitting on my mom's lap till I was you know, 15 years old. And then I was, then I was um, always with friends and my girlfriend or whenever I would have, you know, a girlfriend to be dating someone. I, and what this means or the, the thing that I'm hoping that you take from that is I've always needed to be around people. It's always been critically important. And when I was in that triplex, the one that I told you that I ended up signing back over to the bank in 2011, when I lived there, I used to ha host uh, poker nights every Tuesday and parties every Friday. And it was just like, I, I just wanted to be around people. I didn't care if I lost money uh, on poker. And I also bought all the beer, you know, like people are like, what can I bring? And I'm like, you're fine. I got this just because I really really wanted to be around a lot of people and um and same with just having hosting parties and um so I've always been that person to host gatherings and get togethers and when I was I mentioned to you that I took 2 years off of school when I was 19 to 21, um, I took two years off to do a, a mission. But the interesting thing is the day that I left for my mission, I, I set a new record at, the, at that church building for the most amount of people to be inside the church at the same time. And when I came home, I set a new record again for the most amount of people to be in that building at, at the same time. And it's just 
it's it's not because I'm famous or something like this. I just truly care about people and it's easy for me to get a relationship with somebody. And I remember random details about like everybody. It's just, I think it's partly because I have a little bit of autism and I just like the memory thing is just really strong for me. And I remember all these weird, weird details, but I love people. I love being around people. I get a lot of energy from being around people. Um, and so that's where it stemmed. So then I then fast way forward to the second part of this question. Where did this all start is when I started, I just started a meetup. I started a meetup because I was new to a city, Denver, and I didn't know anybody and I wanted to know people. I also wanted to do more stuff in real estate. So I started a real estate lunch club and I started and I did it weekly because, you know, I want to be around people a lot. And it started out with like um, six people at the first one. Like that's me, my partner and four other people. And it just slowly grew. And one thing that a lot of people that came to my meetup say to me is when I shake their hand when they walk into the meetup. And I'll, I, and I've got so many stories from this, but Vern, Vern, Vern Robert, uh, Vern Robinson came and I gave him a warm handshake and I looked him right in the eye and I just said, Vern, I'm so glad to see you. I'm, I'm really happy that you're here. And he, he just said something that has stuck with me forever. He goes, Adam, that's why I come to your meetup and nobody else's. And I'm like, huh? And he's like, because you, you look at me in the eye and you tell me that you're glad that I'm here. And I thought about it and I was like, I, I legitimately, legitimately mean that from the bottom of my heart. It's not some fake thing. Yeah. But I realized that I say it to almost everybody because I literally just care about everyone. Right. Yeah. And so I'm just thinking to myself, this is kind of how it how it started is that meetup. And um, then I decided I want to grow bigger because my meetup was kind of get, getting recognized. Uh, I spoke at meetup headquarters. And um, and so I, I was like, I want to go bigger. So I started a podcast that was more national. And that was a big flop for a long for many years. I only had like 20 listeners for most for a couple of years and uh, downloads per episode, you know, like 20 ish, 100 maybe. And um, th- it took me a long time to figure out how to grow the podcast. But I finally learned how to grow a podcast. And then people started coming to me and asking me how to how to grow theirs. So I hope that kind of gets you where you, the answers. Okay. Yeah, yeah for it sure. Does. <laughs> and I think it's really cool that I think part of what your success really boils down to based on what that guy was saying is just your level of authenticity mm-hmm. and legitimately caring about people like like we we even we were talking about that the other day yeah. because you know we got on a call I think it was like a week or two ago and I was like man Adam was like really curious about like the coffee shops like nobody ever really asked us that many questions like at the beginning of a call just to like (laughs) usually it's just like oh how's it going and then you just continue the conversation (laughs) it sucks today it's probably gonna be cool tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) and and i bet you i can i could i could give you every detail of that of of what's going on with your coffee shops and 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 that at the train station and why you got to be there and what times you're open i i remember 
for it all because like I just I when I ask I'm trying to like understand you better yeah and wh- what's happening and like that comes that comes naturally for me to cho- to care and to be able to remember those things and line them all up and but anyway anyway I thank you for saying that I, I care about you both very very much thank you <laughs> thank we care you. about you as well um so when it comes to thought leadership whether it's in the form of a podcast or in the form of a meetup in your opinion, uh, from a business perspective, why do you think having a thought leadership platform is important? Because I think I heard you one, one time that uh, I think you said something along the lines of we were on a, a mastermind call and you, and you said, oh, I would like to see all of you start like a podcast or YouTube channel or meetup or something along those lines. And you seemed really passionate about that when you stated that, yeah, regardless of where somebody really was in their career. So why is that important for you? And why do you think it's important to business um, in general? Well, I, I could take this two ways. So as far as as far as podcasts, I think of podcasting as one of the three pillars. Uh, I think of thought leadership as one of the major three pillars that you need to be able to be successful in business. And one of those things is is being authentic, as you mentioned before, but on, on social media, like telling people what's going on in your life, what you're going through, how you are. Um, if you're if I talk about fasting because I I do a lot of fasting, and to to some that's crazy. They're like, why would you do that? Or some are some are like, oh, you just want to get attention so that so you're just not eating it's nothing like that um but i do a lot of like fasting i do a lot of mountain biking i i uh, spend a lot of times with my with a lot of time with my kids on the on the weekends we always go do something fun we do something dangerous scary or fun every saturday like every single saturday and I try to I try to post about that stuff, like when we're going rock climbing or mountain biking, um, going off jumps, uh, wakeboarding, etc., etc., etc. We did four wheeling last weekend and stuff like this. So it's just like I want. I just. I post about that. That's your that's your uh, social media. Yeah. I think that's critical if you're going to grow because people do business with people that they know, like and trust. And if you don't let people in, they're never going to know you. So that's yeah. what I use there. Um, the next thing is is meeting in person. So this is you can have a storefront, you can host a meetup, you can go to dinner with your perfect avatars. Uh, for you guys in your coffee shop, you're meeting in person, right? You you got that live in person. So. Um, um, so there's that. And the third one is something within the thought leadership realm, which I, I can say it could be a book. It could be a podcast. It could be a YouTube. It could be a blog. But it's going to be something where the key piece, and I hope be, that your listener writes this down, the key piece to the thought leadership is to make sure that your avatar talks about you when you're not in the room. That's why you have a book or a podcast is because the, the listener of this show today is is going to share this episode or the next episode with their best friend yeah. or with somebody who's getting into um, entrepreneurship. And they're going to be like, you need to hear this episode or this podcast. And that's how you get people to talk about you when you're not even in the room. And so that's what your thought leadership does initially. However, the other part that I wanted to take the question, why should you have a, a podcast is going to share like the key things that I get from having a podcast. And the first one, 
one that I'm going to share with the listener is going to be something that they never heard before. And both you two that are hosting this show, you probably didn't even expect it, but you're probably just starting to notice it and realize like how powerful having a podcast is. And what that is, is the interpersonal connection that you make with your other guests. So you you bring on one awesome person after another and because you spend 20, 30, 40 minutes with some rock star person and you can pick their brain about whatever you want, but you start to actually develop friendships. And so uh, really because of my podcast, I have Hal Elrod's cell phone number. And on his, on his birthday, I text messaged Hal. Happy birthday, brother. And he said, thanks a lot, Adam. And I'm thinking to myself, like, Hal, is a, he's a big deal. I think his book, his Miracle Morning book, I think it sold over a million copies. Yeah, he is a really bonkers. epic man with a really cool story. And it's it's not like we're best friends. We're not best friends, right? But if I need him and I have called on him before, it's it's just he's I can pick up my phone now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing like with Joe Fairless. We um we were working with something. Joe Fairless is another podcaster who's also an apartment investor, similar to what I, what I do. We syndicate yeah. and um but his his show is is really big. And I remember he's been he has pretty close to a billion dollars of assets right now it's insane i'm he's like 10 times what what we own um so i called him up and i asked him a question and he answered right away and he put me in touch with his cpa to finish it off and like that kind of relationship is near impossible to create without having a thought leadership platform. So that's the first big one is just those relationships that you that you get. They say that your network is your net worth or you are the average of the five people you hang around. Well, if you're podcasting a lot of episodes with a lot of cool people, you are going to be uplifted. Okay, the second thing is that you can ask them any question that you want. So a lot of times what I'll I'll I will do and I will have other people that have also done this is they get an expert in one thing that they personally want to learn it. And so they go and get an expert at it. And all they do is they record it, but they can have a one hour free consultation on that subject. Yep. And like that would have cost you a thousand bucks easy, but you just got it for free because you have a thought leadership platform. Absolutely. And so you're, you ask whatever you want. So that's number two. Number three is that you can you can add value to the world and every human being needs to add value. We all need to be giving in order to be happy. And so you literally are sitting there spending time without getting paid a lot of the times. Right. We do these podcasts without a huge income from it usually. So you can just add value to the world. I love that. The fourth one is that you get your perfect audience to talk about you when you're not in the room. We, we spoke about that earlier, but you get your, the person, the, if you're trying to raise private capital, for instance, and you're adding value to people that would be passively investing into entrepreneurship. Well, now when you give them enough value, then they're going to start talking to their friends. You've got to get in on this. This is cool. This is neat. Um, and outside of that, I think it's fun when I go to a conference. So this is the last one that I'll share. I'm, I'm at a conference 
And I just casually let it out, just casually, just like with you two, how I was asking a lot of questions when I'm out meeting somebody and it's, I just shaking their hand for the first time at at a conference. I ask, I ask, I ask, I ask. I don't, I'm not trying to push anything. I'm not giving them my website, telling them what I can do for them. I'm literally just getting to know them. And eventually they say, what about you? And I'll just let them know, well, all I do is, is multifamily apartments. That's the main thing is I, is I, as I purchase a cash flowing apartment communities, got even got a little podcast about it to teach other people how to do it. And I, and on the side, I just help people launch podcasts and they're like, you have a podcast. (laughs) And I say, yeah. And they go really. And so I'll get their phone from them and I'll subscribe to the podcast. And when they're not looking, wait, wait, when they're not looking, I'll give myself a five-star rating (laughs) and then I'll, and then I'll, I'll subscribe and I'll say, here you go. That's, that's my podcast. Feel free to check it out. Now there's a good story behind this because one of the people that I did that with is now in investing with us. Wow. His name is Siva. And I did that exact same thing, handed him the phone back. And he said, I'll, I'll have to give it a listen. And he called me about two months later. He says, Adam, I just want to tell you, I've listened to 60, 60, 60 of your episodes. And I want to invest with you. And now he's, he's one of our largest passive investors, one of our best you know, uh, financially backed passive investors. And, and he's just a, an amazing guy. We've got, we've, um, he, he is Indian and we've gone, he, he took me to like the best Indian restaurant that he knew of. And I'm, I'm huge on Indian food. So, um, so we went and sat down, we had Indian, we've, we've stayed up till two or three in the morning, a few times, just having drinks. He's just such an incredible guy. And, and it, I wouldn't have ever gotten that type of relationship with him if I didn't have a podcast. Yeah. That's powerful. That is very powerful. I just all the value that it not only adds to yourself, but the world in general. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. that's something that's really amazing. And when me and Jasmine came into this, uh, we we knew we were going to kind of use it as a networking tool, but we never would have thought that we would have some of the relationships that we currently have. I mean, there's one guy named Justin. He literally sends us a new guest to interview probably once or twice a month. And he's been doing that for the past few months because he's a, a PR guy. So he just knows a bunch of people. And then uh, he also shares it too, which is yeah. even greater. Yeah. So I think uh, just what you're saying, like anybody listening to this, like it's definitely, if you're remotely curious about it, I would definitely try it out. And one of the things you mentioned before was about growing the podcast uh, could you talk about some of the best ways or the best practices to uh, that you use to actually uh, grow that thought leadership platform? Because kind of like you said, there's a lot of podcasters. I think there was a statistic that only, I think it was like only 20% of podcasts make it to episode 100 or something like that, or it's probably less than that. And a lot of them aren't really monetized. And many of them probably only get, you know, 20, you know, listens per episode or 20 downloads per episode. So what are some of the things you could do in order to grow that influence? Excellent. Um, Love the love the question. The first biggest thing that you can do is make sure that Oh, there's so many. There's so many. I would I would say the first thing is to launch it right, to just have a really solid launch. And when I say launch, that 
is that is incorporated with so many different factors. Making sure you're even speaking to the right audience is is huge. So like before you ever have a podcast, you need to understand that you're speaking to the right audience. And in general, that should be your perfect avatar. And I've said avatar a couple of times. That's really just your ideal client. Now, if, you, if you're wanting to raise money, um, then you want to help people that are wealthy and, they, and, and busy, and you need to be able to help them to be able to place capital in something where they don't even have to think about it. If you are have a coaching program where you're trying to help others grow, then you're let's if if it's in a if it's in the apartment investing industry, for instance, because that's what I know so well. Yeah. Then I'm going to start a podcast about apartment investing. Now, notice that if I want passive investors in apartment investing, I don't start a podcast about apartment investing. I started about passively investing safely mm. and protecting yourself. Yeah. But if I'm a coaching program, then I then I do want something called apartment investing. And same thing, like I, I help people launch podcasts. I help people edit podcasts. We do a lot of marketing po- for podcasts. So I'm literally launching a podcast. It's not going to come out anytime soon. Uh, I usually want to have 100 episodes recorded before I ever push anything out because I really want to have it have it blow up fast because that launch is is really important to me. But um, but I'm I'm recording episodes now for this new podcast about podcasting, right? And I don't want to tell your listeners what it's going to be called because I don't want them to go and steal it while I'm still <laughs> just recording episodes. That would be bad. Good idea. But that the, would be the point the point is <laughs> that you got to think of who do you want to do business with? Yeah. And for me, I have two people. I want to, I want, I want to help other people podcast and I want to help other people, um, be able to passively invest their money. So I'm working to focus on that. So that's the most important part. Okay. Is, is this launch? It needs to go to the right people. The, the logo has to be a logo for them, not for you. I know you love the color blue. I know you love the color blue, but we don't know yet who your avatar is and maybe they like green or red. Right. Yeah. So we we want to make sure we use color psychology, shape psychology, font psychology. Here you are picking your favorite font, but if it doesn't resonate with your perfect audience, then there's no reason for you to pick that one. It, yeah. it just it just makes you happy, but then you don't do business. You want to do business, so you want to be able to add the most value to the right people. Um, and then it go and it goes with um, if you want to have a really good podcast, you want to make sure you have a good intro. It, it's going to be short and concise for your introduction. The music in general is going to be um, is going to be. I, I'm trying to think raw, authentic. It's neither of those, or not organic. It's going to be basically music that that is only yours, and it, you're not going to hear it on a bunch of other podcasts. Oh, so, okay. so when unique or I don't, it's custom. That's the word custom, custom, yeah. custom music. Um, you know, a great intro. Usually you want to have uh, a voiceover artist cr- create the intro and, uh, you're going to also make sure that all of the all of the content that you have directly benefits your avatar. So, for example, uh, I get interviewed on lots of podcasts. Grateful to to do that, and many of them are apartment investing podcasts, and many of them have me coming on to teach how how to operate deals 
or how, how, to, how to manage a deal or how to raise more capital or how to start a podcast. And I, to me, I think that's crazy. I'm like, why does this apartment investor want to teach other people how to invest in apartments and raise money and start podcasts or whatever? If that person's main avatar is to a passive investor, they, uh, they should probably be asking questions about other passive investors, not other operators, yeah. other mm-hmm. investors. And um, anyway, so these are all huge things. Now, once that happens, we need, we need to just... Just make sure that we blow it up. We need to put it everywhere. So you're gonna you're gonna want to do like Facebook ads when it first starts. That those first eight weeks are pretty critical. And so once you're past the first eight weeks of a podcast launch, um, some of these things change a little bit. You still want to do them, but they're not going to get the same type of traction as they will in the first eight weeks. That's why I, I was just on a phone with somebody today. Um, his name's Chris. From he's starting a podcast about self storage units, uh, Chris with a K. And so I was just, I was literally just talking to him right before I got on here. And, um, and we were talking about this launch. And he was about to, he was about to launch a podcast. And I go, wait, <laughs> Don't before, do it. before you do it, at least let me kind of coach you through some of this. Because if not, you're going to have 20 listeners because you did it like 99% of the people out there. I yep. want to help you do it like 1%, like the top 1%, because when my clients do it like the top 1%, they get top 1% results. They get, they end up having 100 plus ratings and reviews. They end up having sustainability. They end up having listeners. And so like when you're doing this without listeners, you're going to, you're going to like quit most likely. Yeah. <laughs> but when you, when you have a lot of listeners, it motivates you to see yourself grow, to see the podcast growing and touching more people. Um, so that comes with marketing. Your, it goes, comes with what you do with your email list. It comes with one-on-one phone calls. This is a giant one that, that anyone can take away that's worth thousands of dollars. Just hearing this one thing I'm about to say, you call up all of your friends and family and let them know that you started a podcast and you need their help to get some ratings and reviews. And you'll wait on the phone right now until they're done. Oh my gosh, that that was worth thousands. I don't care if this podcast was two hours long, and you and your normal salary is two thousand five hundred per hour. I just paid for your salary to listen to this podcast <laughs> by just telling you that one small thing. Um, it'll it makes a world of difference. So yeah. a lot of other cool things that we could go into, but I'll, I'll let you ask the questions. Absolutely, and I think. The, the really awesome thing about uh, some of the tips and um, advice that you give, it's very practical. Yes. Like it's, it's always, I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes we look for like, oh, what's the secret sauce? What's the algorithm? What's the, like the thing that we can hack? But a lot of times it's like, did, did you personally message that person and ask them to give you a rating rating and review it's like no like what like why would i do that (laughs) it's like it's like that's that's what you wanted and sometimes it's as simple as that and i think because you're so authentic magnetic and you you love being around people i think you just pick up on those things naturally whereas somebody who's maybe like the numbers guy very introverted might wonder like, well, how do I get all those reviews? It's like, you ask for them. So Mm -hmm. I think uh, your approach to pretty much everything that you do is very 
obtainable just as long as you're open-minded enough to listen to it and actually act it out because you haven't necessarily said anything that you know takes you know 10 years of practice to to get good at if you know if you have the right guidance in that direction Mm -hmm. so one of the things I wanted to ask you is in your opinion if somebody had to take away one main thing from this podcast episode in regards to maybe launching their own podcast, what would that takeaway be? Well, one of the biggest, biggest takeaways that is practical is you got to understand your, your avatar. I would, I would venture to say at least nine out of 10 new podcasts that come out, the person launching it is clueless to who they're really serving. That was us. (laughs) And when you have that happen and you're adding value to the wrong person or the wrong audience, you're not attracting the right one. Everything else you do with the podcast is, is pointless in my opinion. So if the listener could just take one thing, literally just one thing, one actionable thing besides calling up friends and family Uh, which is worth thousands of dollars. You can send me the checks. I'll give you my P.O. box later. Um, It's just making sure that you understand exactly who your avatar is. Absolutely. If If you do that and you serve them well on your show, you're going to explode your business. You're, I mean, you're unstoppable. So I think I think that that's critical. And for anybody you you mentioned um you mentioned uh you said something to the effect of not some of us are are more intro- introverted or yeah. uh numbers people. Um we my my company we we do the marketing for you. So if you're like a numbers person you don't want to get out and and make all these phone calls or publish it all over social, we can do that for you as well. So just want to throw that out. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. And, and just so everybody knows, I'm actually going to be working with Adam very soon yeah. on either a relaunch of my podcast or a uh, totally different kind of spinoff from what we're currently doing, because we've seen talk, talk about some of it, like uh, we're, we're going to be wrapping up in a little bit, but talk about some of the successes that you've helped people obtain. Uh, launching podcast because you posted yeah. one on Facebook the other day and I yeah. was like yeah whoa. like whoa <laughs> we, like, we need to hire Adam <laughs> yeah so well um I've I've been asking permission for from my clients a lot of my clients are big names um and they've they've been doing a lot of really cool things and and I'm just blessed to be able to serve them um and it always scares me because they they're they are coaches and mentors in the same space as me. So I don't uh, I can't talk about all of them, uh, but I will tell you about two. I'll, I'll actually I'll mention three if 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 we have time. I don't know yeah, if we do, yeah. but I'll try to sure. skim through it fast through these three people. The first one that I want to talk about is um, is Julie Lamb and Annie Dickerson. Um, these two. Uh, amazing women are the owners of Good Egg Investments, yep. and they have they. I think they own like 
uh, 3,000 doors and they've done it in like three years. And so the things that they've done are quite remarkable. They also have a coaching program uh, that is held in high regard, especially by their clients. And um, they launched a podcast called Invest for Good. And I asked them permission only a couple of like it was might have been yesterday, I think. I said, hey, can I talk about what we're doing? And they said, we love what you're doing, AAA. Yes, you can. And so I was like, great. So now I know that I have a go on with 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 them. And so what what where they were when we got started, we started editing their podcast, I think, about four months ago. And um we were able to take a lot off of their plate and provide lots of value for them. And all we were doing was just editing. And then we let them know that we do marketing as well. And so we, we actually have a $5,000 package of forty nine ninety seven package. That's not the only one there's lower and higher, but I just, just, we, we did the $5,000 package for them. And um, they started at, 41 ratings, 41 ratings. And I'm going to pull it up right now because we are almost finished with this. We are nearly done with the $5,000 package. I'm just going to pull up their podcast right this second and just tell you where they, where we are now. 190, 190. Where is it? Can you see it? There it is. Yeah. Yeah. 100, 190 there. They are averaging 5.0 stars and that's, that's good egg uh, investments. And we've been working, we've been working with them for months, but on the marketing, we did a $5,000 package for them. And uh, so far they are 149 ratings more than they started with. That's, that's that's insane. I mean, it is uh, They're. I'll tell you the next person, Corey Peterson, Corey Peterson, the big kahuna. Um, he's got an amazing story and he is just a fantastic guy. Um, Corey Peterson is in a mastermind with me. Uh, um, it's not one that I host. It's one that I pay for. Yeah. And, um, and so with Corey Peterson and I, I just, I saw that he was paying like, I don't remember $2,000 or something like that. And I was like, I could get this so much lower for you. I mean, I can do more than that. What you are doing. I don't remember what he was paying, but I was like, I guarantee I can do this for less money and do a lot more things. And he's like, really? He goes, I'll try you out. And so we just, we, we started working with him a few months ago as well. And same thing in October, back in October, uh, I'm just going to be completely honest with, with, with everybody. Uh, he called my virtual assistant. No, he emailed my virtual assistant and asked if we did anything for marketing. At the time, we had been marketing like our podcast and we'd been testing out lots of different types of marketing methods for his podcast and for someone, some others. And so he didn't even know that we were like helping market his podcast, but we were testing it out for a couple of months. Yeah. And for free, I didn't ask for anything. And we measured the results. 
and they were measurable. They were good. And, and so we, we just let them know, yeah, we edit, we, yeah, we do some promotion. We're just starting really, but we've been practicing it on ours for the last year and a half. And we've been practicing it on some of our clients because we edit lots of shows. We've been just like testing things out. And so we said, we, we have this one package that would be 375 a month, just 375 bucks. Hmm. And, uh, and it would, it would give you these results. And he goes, well, I was thinking more like 1500 and I go, all right, I need, uh, give me a second. I need to like, think about what we would do for that. So he, he hired us for the $5,000 package, the same, the same one that I told you about. He hired us for that first. And then he started doing this monthly, but he, he started with the 1500. And as soon as he saw the results that happened with the $5,000. And guys and gals, if you're listening and you're like, Adam's too expensive, we have less expensive things. And <laughs> if you're like, he's Adam Small Fry, we got bigger stuff too. But, um, <laughs> but the point is that, that with, with Corey Peterson and his Multifamily Legacy podcast, we, we added over 100 new five-star ratings and reviews in the first month. It was insane. He, he went from having... Uh, a certain amount, a certain amount of, because I don't want to give all of his stuff away, but a certain amount of downloads. And during October, he, we got him 3.44 times, almost quadrupled his downloads. So let's wow. just pretend, let's just pretend as a round number that he was getting a thousand downloads per month. It, it was, it's, he gets a lot more than that, but let's just pretend as a thousand. All of a sudden now he's getting 4,000 downloads per month. If, if you have four episodes, if you just have four episodes per month and you go from uh, 250 uh, listens per each one to all of a sudden, now you have an additional uh, thousand people listening on each one. Now you're at 1,200 people listening to every episode. If you have a business where that, where the listeners, and if they do business with you, that that makes money for you, then like with Corey, it's exactly why he, he started with the $5,000 package and then, and he said he was going to do the 1500. So he had already paid for the 1500 and immediately after seeing the first results, he changed, he upped it to, um, he upped it to $3,000 a month. Wow. Cause he's getting so many results. So he spent a ton of money and just his results are going through the roof. And I was going to pull, I was going to pull up the big kahuna, his podcast, Corey Peterson, and tell you he's at 400. He's at, he's over 400 ratings right now. And I, and I think, I think over the next month or so, we're going to probably get him to closer to, uh, almost 500 and, and we're probably going to be bringing him up an extra hundred ish ratings every month, you know, 20 ish thousand extra downloads each month. I, it's insane. That it's insane, insane what this can do for, for your business. But anyway, yeah, that, I, I won't, I, I, I talked so much about those two that I won't even talk about, um, the, la- the other client. I will say just one thing about that other client though. Go ahead. They launched their podcast the exact same week as um, Jay Scott from Bigger Pockets launched the Bigger Pockets business. And so this guy who is in our mastermind, the one that you guys are in and I'm in, and Stephen joined us last year as well. 
he one cool thing is that bigger pockets they were in top 10 in one category just one and they have over a million subscribers the way we do these launches is is amazing because check it out bigger pockets with a, a million subscribers they launched their new podcast same week as Stephen Pass Stephen Passavento and they got top 10 in one category which was business Stephen oh and, and they were number 4 out of the top 10 Stephen was number one in the business category. So top 10 in that category and top 10 in the entrepreneurship category and top 10 in the real estate category and top 10 in new and noteworthy. We got him in four different categories, top 10. Now I can't promise, I can't promise that I can do this. iTunes changes their algorithms all the time, but Stephen worked his A off in April of 2019 to do that. And all he did was used our systems. And he didn't have almost nobody really knew who he was back then. Now he's super famous now because of his podcast. But back then, um, I mean, he, he nobody knew because he he wasn't out there. He didn't he he was he was just making money in real estate. And now he wanted to launch this podcast, but it was a business. It was the investor mindset. It was a business type, and it was next to this other podcast that. Should that was, I guess, the David and Goliath. Yeah. That was what it was. He Absolutely. he won, he crushed it, he did just our systems. And I, I had someone else launch a podcast and they got into the top one percent in three days. Three days, and he was already in the top one percent on all 800,000 uh, uh, podcasts on iTunes. Uh, anyway, I'm not trying to brag, I'm just so amazed that like we can do this and no one else can it's it's i'm so grateful that we've learned the algorithms how to hack them how to how to get people's podcasts to grow um and i could go on and on with every client because they're all seeing really good results that's just that is like truly phenomenal um so we do want to wrap up to respect your time so we do we just have like two more really really quick questions for you and the first question is uh we have to ask this question to every single guest that comes on the show and the question is how do you spread abundance i spread abundance by going on podcasts i probably get interviewed on three or four podcasts a week and i just do my absolute best to to just give to just give and give and give and 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 so that's the main the main way other than that i'm i'm part of a couple little um uh, so I men, I don't know if I mentioned that I have a little bit of autism on this show or not, but I, I, yeah. ha, I am, all, I'm on the spectrum for autism. So anyway, I sit on the board of a little group, um, called dream gap foundation that helps, uh, adults, gr- um, go through and get jobs and get out of the house and stuff that have, uh, autism as well. So, uh, it's just something else that's, that's passionate that I'm passionate about. And we've raised a lot of money. I've donated money. I've raised a lot of money for them. And, uh, um, it's it, it's something that really brings a lot of joy to me. So that's absolutely amazing. So if somebody wants to reach out to you or your team uh, and maybe they're thinking about starting a podcast or launching a podcast and they don't know how to do it, just like I didn't know how to do it. Um, they are looking to grow maybe an existing podcast that they already have or they want to talk to you about more real estate stuff or meetups or meetups. 
uh, how would they get into contact with you or your team? Honestly, I, uh, since we talked about podcasting for most of the um, most of the episode today, I think probably the easiest thing that I could do is just share with the listeners how if they are trying to actually start a podcast or grow one, how to get a hold of me that way. Absolutely. And it's 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 simple. The website is mypodcast.website. It's not .com or .net or .io. It's just .website. So it's mypodcast.website. And you can jump on there. You can see what it is we offer and you can schedule a call with me if you want to do a discovery call and and actually talk about perhaps working together and seeing what we can do. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Adam, so, so much from the bottom of our hearts for this episode, because I mean, this is like, even though it's an hour long, it's been like so value packed. Like, I'm sure we both learned something even more after like going to your, uh, your mastermind every week. We're still learning so much from you. So I know that our audience appreciates it as well. So thank you again. I'm humbled to be part of it. Thank you. So that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you got as much value out of this as we did. Keep in mind, the only way we can improve is through constructive feedback. So remember to rate and review this episode. Also, you are not the only person that needs to know this super valuable information. So be sure to subscribe and share as well. Stay tuned for the next episode and remember to always spread abundance. Peace.